Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, I've got marriage equality news from all over the world. Out actor Jesse Smollett, formerly of Empire, has been found guilty of filing false police reports in connection to an alleged fake hate crime. So-called conversion therapy has been banned across all of Canada. A 13-time champion on Jeopardy has become the first transgender competitor to qualify for the Tournament of Champions. And new music from out-recording artist Myleroy, who wants only the best. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. By overwhelming majorities, both chambers of Congress in Chile have legalized same-sex marriage. The legislation puts the unions of same-sex couples on par with others, making Chile the 31st nation in the world to embrace marriage equality. Long seen as a conservative country in Latin America, in recent years millions of Chileans have protested, demanding sweeping social changes. President Sebastian Piñera, who has opposed same-sex marriage in the past, surprised the political powers that be in June when he came out in favor of marriage equality. He asked Congress to make passage of the bill a priority, and he has now signed the legislation into law on December 9th. Additionally, Switzerland's executive body has officially announced that same-sex couples can get married beginning July 1, 2022 making good on the support Swiss voters expressed in a referendum in September. The referendum, approved by an overwhelming majority, will put same-sex partners in the rich Alpine nation on equal legal footing with heterosexual couples, including allowing them to adopt children together and to sponsor citizenship for a spouse. On January 1, 2022, Switzerland will also begin recognizing the marriages of same-sex couples who wed in other countries instead of treating the unions as simple civil partnerships. The delay before same-sex marriages can begin in the country is primarily due to administrative and legislative procedures. Switzerland is one of the few remaining countries in Western Europe where gay and lesbian couples do not already have the right to wed. And one more bit of good news on the subject. The city of Tokyo has announced it will begin recognizing same-sex partnerships beginning April of 2022. While it will not be equal to marriage, it is a step forward. The governor of Tokyo announced the news after the city's local assembly unanimously called for it. According to reports, couples will be able to share and rent homes as well as secure hospital visitations. Opinion polls have found a majority in Japan back recognition of same-sex marriage, but the conservative ruling Liberal Democratic Party has been reluctant to move forward on the issue. Japan is the only G7 country that does not recognize same-sex marriages. Jussie Smollett, former Empire star, has been found guilty of five felony counts of disorderly conduct for making a false report to Chicago police that he was the victim of a hate crime in 2019. On January 29, 2019, Smollett, who is black and gay, 
told authorities he was the victim of a racist and homophobic attack near his Chicago apartment early that morning. During the case, prosecutors argued Smollett had staged the attack himself in an attempt to gain sympathy and raise his profile. The jury of six men and six women deliberated for more than nine hours over two days. Note, a disorderly conduct charge for a false crime report is a Class 4 felony and punishable by up to three years in prison and a $25,000 fine. Cook County Judge James Lynn will have the discretion in imposing a concurrent or consecutive sentence for each count at a later date. The harmful practice of conversion therapy will soon be banned across all of Canada after the Senate agreed to the expedited passage of Bill C-4 this week. Conversion therapy is the discredited and dangerous practice of attempting to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. The harmful practice is widely opposed by prominent professional medical associations, including the American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association, and the American Academy of Pediatrics. After two previous attempts to pass legislation banning the harmful practice failed in recent years, the bill has now cleared both the House of Commons and Senate without changes or committee study in just over a week. Once it receives royal assent, the bill will become law. Bill C-4 proposes to outright prohibit both adults and children from being subjected to harmful conversion therapy practices through four new criminal code offenses, including making it a crime punishable by up to five years in prison to cause another person to undergo conversion therapy. Research shows that the controversial practice can lead to depression, anxiety, drug use, homelessness, and suicide. A 2018 study found that the rate of attempted suicide by LGBTQ youth whose parents tried to change their sexual orientation was more than double the rate of LGBTQ youth who reported no such attempts. A woman in Argentina has become only the second documented person whose own immune system may have cured her of HIV. Researchers have dubbed the 30-year-old, who was first diagnosed with HIV in 2013, the Esperanza patient, after the town in Argentina where she lives. In English, Esperanza means hope. Through an email, she told NBC News, I enjoy being healthy. I have a healthy family. I don't have to medicate, and I live as though nothing has happened. This already is a privilege. The authors of the study published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, said they believe their findings will help bring hope to the estimated 38 million people globally living with the virus and to the ever-expanding HIV cure research field. The case serves as one of two proofs of concept that a so-called sterilizing cure of the virus is apparently possible through natural immunity. To date, researchers have successfully cured only two people therapeutically in both cases through complex and dangerous stem cell transplants. HIV has been extraordinarily difficult to eradicate from the body because it can infect specific long-lived immune cells known as the viral reservoir. They can spend long periods in a resting state. This keeps the virus under the radar of standard antiretroviral treatment, which can only target the virus in infected cells when they're actively creating new copies of HIV. 
A paper published in the science journal Nature in August 2020 chronicled 64 people who, like the Argentine woman, are so-called elite controllers of HIV. They are among the estimated 1 in 200 people with HIV whose own immune systems are somehow able to suppress the virus's replication to very low levels without antiretrovirals. One member of that group, 67-year-old Laureen Willenberg of California, was diagnosed with HIV in 1992. She stood out as having an immune system that apparently erased the virus entirely. Even after sequencing billions of her cells, scientists could not find any intact viral sequences. Virologists believe that each of these patients somehow mounted a particularly potent T-cell response to the virus, an immunological full-court press that researchers hope one day they'll be able to recreate. Amy Schneider, a transgender woman and engineering manager from Oakland, California, recently became the Defending Jeopardy! champion during Transgender Awareness Week and now qualifies to compete in the Jeopardy! Tournament of Champions, a yearly tournament between the show's 15 contestants that won the most episodes. On December 3rd, Amy celebrated her 13th consecutive game win, bringing her cash total to $536,400. This figure officially places her in the fourth place of the show's record books for the highest winnings for a regular season play. Schneider told Newsweek that she was originally scheduled to appear last year before Alex Trebek's passing, saying, It was really disappointing not to get the chance to be on the show with Alex. It was a bummer, but things happen for a reason, and I don't know that I'd have done as well last fall compared to now. Schneider also added that my girlfriend is much more into popular culture, so I feel like she's given me at least a little bit more knowledge in that category, and I've had such a great time. After qualifying, Schneider also wrote an editorial in Newsweek, saying... It's strange to think that I have made history as the first trans person to qualify for the Jeopardy! Tournament of Champions. It was inspirational for me to see transgender contestants on the show before I became a contestant, and I hope that I am now doing the same thing for all the other trans Jeopardy! fans out there. I hope I have given them the opportunity to see a trans person succeed. If you haven't seen Schneider in action on Jeopardy!, I can tell you folks, She's quite the formidable competitor. She's currently taking a two-week break from screens as Jeopardy! airs its spin-off, Professor's Tournament Competition. TickPick recently conducted a study to find the most LGBTQ-supportive U.S. sports leagues on Twitter, perceptions of LGBTQ support across our major leagues, and the most and least supportive NFL fan bases. Among the study highlights, Major League Baseball and the National Football League are perceived to be the least LGBTQ-supportive U.S. sports leagues, while Major League Soccer is perceived to be the most supportive. The National Hockey League has dramatically increased its LGBTQ messaging on Twitter, ranking highest among U.S. sports leagues in 2021. In the NFL... Cincinnati Bengals fans appear to be the most supportive of LGBTQ communities, with 60% of online posts and comments being positive. The LA Rams have the fewest number of positive posts and comments among fans.
The survey also found that 61% of NFL fans believe the league needs to be more inclusive of LGBTQ athletes, and 55% want their team to be more inclusive. Out singer-songwriter Myla Roy is closing out 2021 with Only the Best, his latest single featuring his friends Luke Edgemon from The Voice and the LMNOP. The music video picks up from his last, My Malibu, where he was logging off of life and partying in that place that lights us up. But in the end, it turns out he got sucked back into real life where it appears he works at the Office of Hell in Turd City, USA. The phones don't stop ringing, the work keeps piling up, and then comes the termination letter from Hell, literally. What to do? Cocktail time! Suddenly, life is bright and super-saturated, with road trips, hot dog picnics in an astroturf park, and conga lines. Myla Roy says the inspiration for the song came from cross-country travels while focusing on the good in life, focusing on the best, and throwing the rest out. The exuberant, euphoric track serves up buoyant beats and top-shelf production, all while showcasing Myla Roy's soulful vocals. Luke Edgemon proves to be the perfect partner in crime, both vocally and amid the colorful shenanigans. Let's take a listen to Only the Best. And catching the wind, I'm reaching somewhere. Got nothing to lose, no looking back to off the rear view. I might stop and stare, surf a couch in Chicago. Head out to Bel Air, rent me a Mercy Lago. Ain't running away, I'm living. Spend every day, no limit. No matter what they say, I'ma get it. Only the best now, throwing the rest out. My friend, I'll put you back. In the backseat, don't worry about your rap sheet. Ain't no need to just start in the truck. I might stop and stare, get high in Colorado, drive out to Portland, buy a hippie from a poncho. Wait, what? Ain't running away.
Myla Roy's new single, Only the Best, is now available on all major music sites, including Spotify and Apple Music. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time. 